You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. Uh, let's just get into this. Because I'm telling you, I'm, uh, I'm excited what God's going to do here. Uh, what He's been doing here. The title of this message is When Rock and Roll Came Together. And we've been talking about the transformation of our old self by the renewing of our mind. How we are now new creatures in Christ. And also what's new and having to transform is our perspective. And a perspective is that mental view and inward dialogue of who Jesus is. And our character is changing as that inner dialogue begins to change. And, it, and what we're doing is, is as we're changing, that's that life that's on the inside of us. And it's coming in right alignment with the kingdom of God so that we can walk in its rule and its authority. And we have to ask ourselves, and this is the question that we should all be asking right now. Why does this need to become priority in our life? That we begin to work on our perspective of who Christ is and what he did for us. Because the answer to it is, is that he didn't just die for us to go to heaven. That's not why he came. And we have to answer a question one day when we stand before God, what did you do with my son while we were here? So we have to, we have to be working on prioritizing, changing this perspective on the inside of us. See, God has declared and ordained days for us that are good that will bring a fulfilled life in Christ with peace, joy, and purpose. And when we do that, then we begin to glorify God. And people just think, oh, I just want to be happy. Let, let me tell you something. Happy is temporary and external. Joy is from the Lord, and it's internal, and it's eternal. Are y'all with me? Happy is just external. Because you can be happy. You, you can go to the liquor store and get happy. But it's not going to last. You hear what I'm saying? Joy comes from the inside and it's eternal. Does that make sense? Because we put happy in all these little groups. We're happy at Christmas. We're happy at Easter. We've made it about a bunny. We've made it about a fat guy in a red suit. Gets all the credit for your hard work. And that's just temporary. Just during them seasons, right? Not joy is not that way. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Psalms 139 verse 16. Thine eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in thy book they were all written. 
the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. See, truth is, God made us exactly who we are, exactly the time we're supposed to be here, and exactly where, without any confusion, come on, and ordained for us a life of fulfillment. When as yet there was not one of them. This only comes through Jesus Christ. Only. Proverbs 20, 24 says, Man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How then can man understand his way? This isn't an impossible question. The question has an answer. How then can man understand his way? You be led by the Holy Spirit, that's how. We've got to learn that being led by the Holy Spirit is a normal part of Christianity. It's normal. And without the Holy Spirit, you're just going to be happy, temporary. Without the Holy Spirit, you won't have an eternal joy because you can't be led in it. Does that make sense? See, we chalk that up as God moves in mysterious ways. No, we can know the answer to this. See, the mystery, it's a mystery because we don't seek Him, we don't pursue Him, and we don't keep knocking. See, we don't teach a persistent faith, a bear down, endure, steadfast, long-suffering, persevering. Come on, are y'all with me? See, it's more than just about a prayer. It's about enduring. It's about steadfastness. It's about faithfulness. Look in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Verse 8, for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it shall be opened. Or what man is there among you when his son shall ask him for a loaf, will he give him a stone? Or if he shall ask for a fish, he will not give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father who is in heaven give you what is good to those who ask him? Listen, I get that this is a, uh, a parable of about praying, but it don't miss the spiritual implication here about enduring, knocking, seeking, in asking, see, there's something that we do that we bear down, and there has to be an inner dialogue saying, I'm going to push through no matter what this outside dialogue is trying to say. Because this temporary outside dialogue will try to talk you out of seeking, knocking, pursuing, seeking, enduring, being steadfast, being faithful. Come on. Listen, there's lots of cowboys in here and you're still cowboys today because you've endured a lot of stuff. 
right? There's a lots of wives and husbands and you've been married and you've been husbanding and you've been wifing and because you're enduring. Come on. How many of y'all married, got married? Doesn't matter, husband, wife. You married them, then you found out who they was. Right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Come on, it's work. See, this is why our inward dialogue with the Holy Spirit is so important because we are so influenced by the human nature in its dialogue that we start asking for dumb stuff. You know what I mean? God knows exactly what we need. And here's the deal. This was, this was such a powerful revelation to me. That when we start asking for stuff and we don't get it right off the bat, that doesn't mean we stop. It might mean that God is preparing that prayer because, listen, you'll never get just your prayer. Oh, you're going to like this. You're not going to get just your prayer. Because in Ephesians, he tells us he will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think. So whatever your prayer is, he's fixing to mount up beyond what you can ask for or think. And that's the new inward dialogue that we have to start having. Lord, I know that my prayers are, I, I can't even imagine what you're going to answer me with, but here's what I'm seeking and here's what I'm asking for. Now, whatever else you want to give, I'm not going to turn it down. C come on, are y'all with me? This, listen, this isn't a prosperity message, so just hang on. <laughs> this is a bear down, get some grit, and start praying and believing for family, marriages, finances. Come on. What is going on here? See, God's working on the prayer. So give it time. You just keep bearing down, keep seeking, keep asking. See, he may be waiting for us to get in right alignment with the kingdom. Because, see, he knows we need all the stuff. He's just trying to work on our character so that we can handle when we... Are y'all with me? That's what he's working on. He knows we need everything else. In 6... Matthew 6, verse 33, what does he say? But seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What things? Verse 25, it says, For this reason I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on it, put on is not life more than food and the body than clothing? And this is what we get hung up on, is we get hung up on all the temporary stuff when God's working on the inside stuff. He's working on us dying to self. Come on. 
He's working on us so that He can get to us exactly what we need to cure the anxiety, to cure the fears, the doubts, the work. Come on. That's what God's working on. Everything else He knows we need. Because the problem is, is when we get to looking at that temporary stuff, it's of a corrupt world. And that corrupt world is trying to deceive us with lies and confusion on what will bring joy, fulfillment, and purpose. Never before in our history since 2020 have we seen how confused this country is. The church, I want to take note. The church can't look on with disgust at this woke agenda any longer. Because we gave birth to it. Hear me. We can't be looking at disgust on transgenders. Because we gave birth to it. I know. Don't get up and run out of here all at once. Because the church in America became barren. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't bear fruit. I can't bear fruit. Nobody can bear fruit without the Holy Spirit. So therefore, we can't birth life... Come on. Now we can birth a lot of temporary stuff and programs. Are y'all with me? It'll get better. <laughs> Listen. When we made life about stuff, what we eat, what we drink, what we wear, and not about being led by the Holy Spirit, we lost sight of our victory at the tomb. See, Romans 12, 2 says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This can only take place. Listen, this whole transgender movement is because they're trying to transition into something that is a lie. They think they're going to be happy. They think they're going to be fulfilled. And we're looking at it as disgust when we need to be looking at it through an eyes of compassion and we need to start saying, Lord, how do we lead them to true life? And the church has been labeled bigoted. We've been labeled unloving. We've been, come on, y'all hearing me, because we hadn't been led by the Holy Spirit. Because we lost sight of the victory that we had at the tomb. And how it transformed our lives. It transferred. When the rock rolled, it transferred power and authority. 
Come on. And so we think we got to condemn and make the world feel guilty to get them to come on our side. When all we got to do is walk in the power and the authority of the one who transformed us into life. And they go, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to be transformed into. That's what I want to do. Joy's on the inside. In the midst of a battle and a war that's raising, raging, we got joy on the inside. The very identity, come on, when your identity is in Christ and your inner dialogue is going, I don't care what's going on out there, I'm going to have joy. I'm going to choose joy in the journey that I'm on right now. Oh, come on, man. See, when the church is not led by the Holy Spirit, we are barren and can't fulfill the mandate or the mission bearing fruit that remains in our communities. We just can't do it. See, we leave people with no other option than to go look to be filled and satisfied with every worldly thing that only births fear, anxiety, and confusion. And it's all just temporary stuff. Come on, is anybody in here? See, when we allow the Holy Spirit to rule and guide, then our soul and body both benefit from it. Heck, our country would benefit from it if we would just allow ourselves to be led by the Holy Spirit. If Christians would allow the Holy Spirit to govern their lives, you know why our governors and government can't govern their own lives and they're a bunch of perverts? It's because they don't have the Holy Spirit and yet they're out there making the laws and taxing the crap out of us. I'll just, I'll just preach looking this way. I don't I mean... Calling evil good and good evil. <laughs> Third John, verse 2. Look what it says. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when brethren came and bore witness to your truth, that is, how you are walking in the truth. Now listen, I'm sorry, but King James missed it on the translation here. Because it, he's not talking about that that is a promise that we are to be prosperous and always in good health. That's not what John's saying. Hear me. When you read that in the Jewish dialogue, it says, Dear friend, I'm praying that everything prosper with you and that you be in good health as I know you are prospering spiritually. Listen, here is the dynamic of that. Here's what John is writing a letter to Gaius and he's saying, just like we would write a letter saying, I hope this letter finds you well. Yeah. 
and doing good and in good health. Does that make sense? He ain't saying this is a promise that we're just going to do this. Yes, God wants us to prosper and be in good health. But that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I hope because you've been walking in the truth. Come on, look at that. See, you're walking in the truth, and man, that's what excites me. And I hope you're in good health, and I hope you're prospering. Right? See, we've got to walk in some truth here. See, our inner dialogue of faith develops in the finished work of Christ. The humanity side begins to benefit by prospering and being in good health. Does that make sense? See, when we understand the finished work of Christ, it is finished. Now we can walk in the truth and we can have life. And we're walking in it. And as our soul is prospering, come on, our outside is benefiting from it. Because we're bearing down, we're enduring we're being faithful, we're being steadfast, come on. See, walking in truth is part of the victory that happened when the stone rolled away. It's just part of it. It's part of the finished work. Look in Matthew 27. Verse 57. And when it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given over to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth, and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the grave. Now on the next day, which is the one after the preparation, the chief priest and the Pharisees gathered together with Pilate. And said, Sir, we remember that when he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days, I am to rise again. It's, it's amazing to me what they remembered. Out of all the things. Therefore, give orders for the grave to be made secure until the third day, lest the disciples come and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead, and that last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard go, make it as secure as you know how. And they went and made the grave secure, and along with the guard, they set a seal on the tomb. See, there's a problem 
when truth becomes the problem. <laughs> See, because you can't. Man's best attempt was to guard and seal the tomb. That is, when you see that seal on there, that is the highest authority in the land. And no man can attempt to remove that seal, come on, without the authority of man. <laughs> but on the next day, when the rock and the roll came together, it broke the seal. It broke a man's authority. <laughs> I know, man. I was sitting on the couch and I was like, I don't know if I can sit on this couch anymore. God, that is so good. Listen, God's authority through his son, Jesus Christ, death can't hold. Come on. Death couldn't hold me. Why? Because the life on the inside became the ultimate authority of all mankind. Oh. When the rock and the roll, come on, man. It's, it opened for us the victory Montana, you know this is good. It became the victory that we walk in. Now look in, look in 28, verse 18. Oh my goodness. First, John 16, 7 says, but I tell you the truth. Why? Because he can't lie. It is to your advantage that I go away for if I do not go away, the helper shall not come to you. But if I go, I will send him. It is to our advantage that he goes into the grave. Why? So that the seal can be broken. Man's authority can be broken. And he can send the Holy Spirit to us. So that now in chapter 28, verse 18, it says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now go therefore. Oh, man. Make disciples of all. He didn't say nothing about going making no members. He said, go make disciples. Go and make other men and women who will get a hold of this on the inside, who will bear down, who will seek, who will pursue, who will be disciplined, who will walk in a manner worthy of being called a Christian. Of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look here. Teaching them to observe all that I command you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Listen. 
when he said that, that power, that authority, here's what he did. He just transferred that power and authority to the believer and then he said, continue this now. He transferred his identity also. Come on, get your hankies. We suffer an identity crisis in this country because we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit on the inside to lead God and direct us into our true identity. Of... And then he transferred all of that to us and said, now continue. He didn't say, okay, after these 12 guys die, we're done. All those miracles, all them healings and all that, I just don't know if that can happen anymore. I just don't know. Oh, yeah, I'll bless and prosper you as long as you're not in recession or if the right president's in there. That's not my God. I'm going to tell you what's happening. My God wants to bless me in the midst of a recession. When the world is falling apart, my God says, hey, it's time for us to shine. Because that's now your identity. That's now who you are. I have transferred that power and that authority to you. Now be the light and be the life. And people are just going to come and say, take me to your God. I've looked for him everywhere. I've cut stuff off. Come on, man. That's funny. Y'all got to laugh. That's funny. Nick, you can use that. Come on, man. You wait till Jesus starts growing that stuff back. Hey, man, it'll happen. I've got personal friends, and I think Nick was there when a woman that had a hysterectomy got pregnant because they prayed. Come on. That's part of that greater works you will do than I've done. I don't make the rules. I'm just living by them. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be open. Come on. Whatever you need, God is ready and He's just waiting for us to get persistent, shameless in our asking. Come on, y'all stand with me. Listen, are you walking in victory this morning? 
If you're not, I want to invite you to believe. I want to invite you to believe that this is the manual to life. You may have temporary happiness. I want to invite you to an eternal joy. I'm not going to call you up here and you're not going to come up here and say a little prayer and then that's going to... No, that ain't what we're doing here. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm inviting you to is to believe this right here. And if you come back, that's great. But what I'm inviting you to do is to believe in Jesus Christ and make Him the Lord of your life. Because without that belief system starting to go to work on your inner dialogue, you'll never have joy and victory and walk in it. Listen, He removed the seal of all man's authority and said, now I'm the one in authority. And now I give that to you. I'm transferring that to you. Let me tell you, I want to walk in the crazy faith. Come on. I, I want to be the guy like Philip, a servant who God translated 20-something miles after baptizing a guy, and poof, he was gone. Peter walking on water. Come on. Prosper in all that we do and put our hand to. Bless coming in, bless going out. Deuteronomy 28. My kids blessed. My Clayton was telling me a story about uh, uh, evangelist praying for his daughter for three years while she was on drugs. An evangelist. Three years prayed. And then, then now she's sitting on the front row taking notes. Come on. He was persistent. He didn't just do it a week. He did it for three years. Kept seeking. Putting her Laying her up on that covenant. God, I have a covenant with you. You said my household will be blessed. My house, come on. Where's that persistence? Where's that persistence in the believer? See, that's why we're not just saying a little old prayer and going to heaven. That's not what we're doing. What I'm asking you to is to believe. Believe and then start walking in it regardless of what you see. Because death can't hold you as long as life is renewing itself in you. Man, that's good. Father, I come to you today. I thank you for the finished work that you did on the cross that guarantees life eternal. Joy eternal. As we're going through this journey, I pray it is my wish that we 
prosper and be in good health as our soul prospers. Lord, let our soul begin to prosper. And Father, I thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love y'all. See you Wednesday. Don't forget your kids.